What is up everybody, welcome back to another daily episode of Pink. This is a show offering simple insights on human nature to make a challenging life easy. And nothing reeks of challenging life like the recent quarantine situation, lockdown situation all around the world happening because of the coronavirus. I can't believe I'm saying this on air. I still think it's a really unfortunate ailment i didn't want to use the pandemic word because i really don't think it's as serious as um it the media paints it to be um and i'm really choosing my words carefully here because to be quite honest with you i don't know everything there is to know about this and especially not the like the general statistics i just know that in the micro i'm personally totally fine and unaffected from it which just can be a bit selfish i know but i find that the disruption to the lifestyle of many people like me to be quite an unfortunate consequence of this i guess it's necessary to help curb the spread but anyway uh the point is we can talk about this later in the episode after we roll the intro but this episode is going to be about how to survive in a quarantine because i thought you know, I see all kinds of creators making guides like this and it's I it's part it's a trend I guess that would be nice to jump on or I should make something about because I guess a lot of people are expecting this from me. So here goes nothing. Here's what to do in a quarantine after a short intro. So the way we're going to do this is first of all, I need to do I need to? I don't really need to, but I kind of need to explain my stance on the whole coronavirus thing. Um, and you're just going to have to listen to it because we're on air. I'm, I'm very careful about choosing my words here because I'm not qualified to talk on this at all. I didn't even go to fucking college. So what do I know about fucking biology? But... One of my very close friends, who is um, a very fit guy, and he knows a lot about nutrition and fitness and all that, and he's a close friend of mine, and he advises basically the whole friend group on matters of health, and has shown many positive results. He knows a lot about it because he reads papers, and he's in, I think, third year of university, and he knows his shit, like, really well. And from my understanding, um, of his understanding... The virus is kind of just like a normal flu, except a lot more contagious. And because of that, it can really affect large groups quite quickly. Like as a population, it can wreak havoc. I think there was a there was a simulation that the Imperial College of London ran, where they found that in according to the simulation, if the entire nation of America did nothing like no social distancing and no quarantining and shit, the virus would infect something like 4 million people in the next few months, which is um, not good, obviously, because that's like two-thirds the number of deaths in like the Holocaust. It's, it was pretty bad, and it was like out of control, basically. I don't remember the numbers exactly, but with the quarantining measures, um, that's why they say flatten the curve, so it slows the spread of, spread of, the, academic, of the epidemic. Yes, I said academic for some reason. Um, that's like on the big scale, large scale, on a population scale. I agree that 
quarantining everyone is probably the best course of action as a population because you know even if young people like me are not at risk even if we get it we won't die i'll get to that in a bit later um we can be still be curious and infect people who can die if we're you know if we sneeze on like a handrail and like an old person touches it and they're more at risk they have a heart condition well they might die from the virus which is not good obviously so as a on a macro scale it's probably good to lock everyone down but here's the thing on a micro scale it's it can feel really pointless and it in fact is really pointless and back to what i was saying just now about even if young people like me get it we won't die see the death rate of covid-19 the virus it's the number that the media often spreads is just the death toll the death rate the mortality rate as a whole so like oh shit we we tally the global numbers and then we see that um it rose from like 1.5% to like 8% or something like that it there was a drastic change in the past few days i haven't been keeping track of it because i don't care but like there was quite a drastic bump in the death rate so if you were looking at that like just on the surface you'd be like oh shit this actually become a lot became a lot more deadly what they don't say is the breakdown between the number of deaths the percentage of deaths according to age groups so if you if you look at um different age groups like maybe 10 to 20 20 to 30 30 to 40 40 to 50 basically anyone up to the age of i think it's 40 or 50 the death rate is actually pretty low it's the same as the common flu if not lower because if young people young healthy people get covid-19 the virus it's quite unlikely that they die because it's just kind of like the flu but a lot more contagious so obviously you infect other people which is why i said on the macro scale a lockdown a quarantine is probably a good idea because you could spread it to someone who is at higher risk but on an individual scale it's just your immune system fixing itself up it might be um it's the same symptoms but and i don't know much about this but at the bottom line all i know is it's not as deadly as people are purporting it to be the widespread precaution is mainly due to its contagiousness so you even though most individuals who are young are probably not going to die from it it's probably just going to be like a common flu you can spread it which is why the measures are so drastic you know stay in your homes closing all the restaurants and shit so that's the risk as a population because we we don't exist in isolation we exist in like a population so i guess a quarantine lockdown is um is necessary so on an individual scale um and i really want to focus on this because really it's all about what we can do like you can't change the population you can't say to all the old people yeah just fucking get better quickly so i can go out and get taco bell no you can't do that you can only focus on what you can do as an individual well here's where nutrition comes in because the way that your body fights this virus i can't believe i'm doing this i can't believe i'm spending like 5 minutes on air talking about the fucking virus when i fucking hate biology and i don't know anything about this but this is just from information that i trust uh from someone i trust so you know take it's like we're having a chat here don't take this as medical advice it's not fake news trust me it's not fake news i'm not making shit up here this is only like 
real verified content, I just can't back it up to the same degree which I heard it because I don't care. So I wasn't listening. But um, here's what what I was saying as I was saying diet. So on an individual scale, you can change your diet, and it's all about your immune system fighting back in order to heal from the virus. So at this point, um, the most people say, well, not most people. The sources I trust say that at this point, it's not a matter of if you get it, it's a matter of when. Because it's so contagious and cases are still growing. And in most parts of the world, healthcare systems are not as advanced. And even in advanced healthcare systems, people still get it. So at this point, it's not a matter of uh, when. It's not a matter of if, but when. So assuming you do get it right now, which is pretty likely, what do you do? Well, the best thing you can do is to avoid eating carbs and sugar. Why? Because basically, carbs and sugar cause inflammation. Carbs cause inflammation. I'm not so sure about sugar. Sugar is bad for a number of different reasons. I can't explain it, but basically just avoid it. Uh, Carbs, I know for sure, it causes inflammation. And inflammation is like the root of all problems in your body, from what I understand. That's like the only line I heard, which I really remembered. It basically makes it harder for your immune system to fight back. So what you want to do is take a lot of um, fat and red meat. And I'm, I'm going to just leave it at that because it's I'm not qualified to explain it all. And we're going to get into the guide. But I just felt the need to explain all that. By the way, fat, um, animal fat, not plant fat. Red meat, not fucking deep fried shit in vegetable oil like red meat as in like steak and uh, beef preferably grass-fed I can't explain all these things but I'm just putting it out there in case someone gives a fuck enough or is sick enough to be desperate enough to listen anyway getting into the guide that was completely pointless use of eight minutes getting into the guide the quarantine guide obviously this was inspired by the worldwide pretty much worldwide quarantine interfering with normal daily life of all the damage, I guess, of this so-called pandemic, one of the worst could be the disruption of your daily schedule. Granted, like, I mean, assuming no one in your family is, like, super dying, super, like, sick or, like, dying or something, yeah, that could be the worst thing. Because when you when you disrupt your day-to-day life, it changes, it changes the tone of everything. Boredom is definitely the main enemy, which sounds really like entitled of me to say, but this is what everyone is thinking, but no one has the balls to say because they think it's a selfish thing to say, but I'll, I mean, I'll be the first to admit boredom is the main enemy of having to stay at home all the time, especially when you're not used to it like me. And the thing is, even if you're working from home, you're otherwise occupied like me, The pause in social life and the monotonous work environment can be quite deadly. You 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 need a regular a regular pace, a a substitute, a substitute daily routine that's friendly to the quarantine to keep things afloat. You need a quarantine routine (laughs) to keep things alive. And we're gonna talk about working from home uh right now, but just to give context to all this uh i'm quite used to working from home like this because that's the nature of my job for those of you who don't know i uh 
create content for a living, mainly write on Medium, uh, getting into podcast revenue, growing podcast revenue um, for this show, like right now. So I work by myself. There's no team. And when I'm working, I'm just by myself, not saying anything, just on the floor and just typing away. So I'm used to working this way. I usually don't have to like get in meetings and all that at this point in time. So nothing really changes. The only thing that changes for me is the balance, right? Like I work a lot, but I also play a lot. And obviously it's hard to play when you can't go outside, especially since I derive most of my fun from spending time with other people. So it's hard. Um, but anyway, give, um, as I was saying, working from home, it's a perpetual challenge because the key, the key concept you need to take away from working from home during the quarantine is mixing work and play those two different parts of your lives it's harmful so separation is really key it can be as simple as using a different table or like a room for work and for play for instance the desk which i'm recording this podcast on I only use it for recording the podcast. I never use it for anything else. And that's very important because as soon as I sit down, I'm in podcasting mode. It's very strong triggers that can be formed. And there's definitely some evidence, some paper, some research, some psychology bullshit to back this up. But I can't be bothered to read it, look for it, and summarize it for you. I just know that from practical experience, uh, from my own practical experience, I should qualify, this works. So there's different... Um, different places I sit in sometimes in the same room for different purposes and it it's pretty much effective it's pretty pretty solid um, and it's as simple as that honestly there's probably all kinds of details like specifics that you need for working in your different industry if you're like a watchmaker I struggle to think how you would work from home uh, because it's like all the special tools and the tables and all the parts and shit but for the most part if you're doing online shit like copywriting or like i don't know accounting or some shit like that this is the only thing you need to keep in mind don't work from your bed because it creates strong associations which are usually negative you want to be in your bed to rest to sleep you don't want to think about sales projections when you're trying to fall asleep counting sheep um but when you've when you're not working you've got to do something this is entering the play part and this is probably the most abysmal sad section in this whole show just like this entire episode i'm just making it honestly because i feel like it would be relevant but i don't i can't really offer much else because i'm it's day in malaysia it's day five day four of quarantine so i'm still figuring a lot of shit out the army is going to roll in like tomorrow to start enforcing roads and shit so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be such a pain in the ass but you know i'm still figuring things out here and i really don't like this section play during the quarantine because i hate playing at home i need i play by going outside and hanging out with my friends basically so here goes nothing. Learning is the top pick when you're not working. And I know this can be pretty tiring, but just pick something that you want to learn. 
you're excited enough to learn that it becomes sort of like a fun thing. Languages is a common one. Skills, maybe you want to learn to bake. I fucking hate baking, just so you know. I love cooking, but I can't fucking bake because I hate following instructions. So like all the specific ratios, fuck that. Um, online platforms are obviously still open to learn all these things. This is not a plug. This is not sponsored. But Skillshare, I have tried it myself. It is a pretty good place. They have very interesting courses, like shit that they don't advertise. Very specific topics, like um, I can't remember exactly, but they'd have something like uh, like personal branding experts, uh, personal branding for a small business, or something like that. Like really niche topics about all kinds of things. Um, watercolor typography or something like that in five easy steps or some shit like that and it's i i don't know if you like if you like learning shit vid- on video then it's a pretty good place it's much better than tutorials on youtube because it's more curated high quality content and there's worksheets and shit it's more <clears throat> excuse me it's more focused i would say than youtube because if you try and learn something on youtube Two hours later, you could end up watching giraffe videos. Anyway, uh, Masterclass is also another one which seems pretty legit. I have never tried it, full disclosure, because I don't want to pay. But the one drawback I see from it is that it's too deep. It's too... Like, I don't I don't really like going so deep into something unless I have to. The only times that I've really gone deep is in in, in like marketing where i had to learn okay which platform to advertise on all that shit stocks because i need to figure out where to put all my money and it's very risky but i don't go deep for fun if that's you though i think masterclass is slightly better because the format not the format the the nature of the course is a lot more deep i guess than skillshare at least it sounds like on the ads i don't i've never tried it so you can give that a shot specifically for learning to code this is something I wish that I could... I Okay, Swift Playgrounds. I'm going to say it. Swift Playgrounds is an app on Mac and also iPad that allows that teaches you to code in Apple's programming language, which is Swift, um, in like a game puzzle-style format. So it's pretty cool from what I've heard. And the only reason I'm not doing it is because I'm scared once I start learning to code again, I will want to make software and that will require me to buy a laptop, which I can't do because of the quarantine. All the shops are closed, number one. Number two, I can't spend three grand on a laptop right now because it's a highly stupid thing to do. It's not, I can't invest in that hobby. So I'm afraid that I'll be tempted. So I'm not going to pick up coding again until I have the financial means. But if you want to learn to code just casually, and you have an iPad or a Mac, try Swift Playgrounds. It's like probably the funnest way you can learn to code out there. I haven't tried it, full disclosure, but from what I've seen and heard on the surface briefly, it's pretty fun and it's pretty cool. And you learn a pretty relevant language too. Swift is um, obviously used in the world of development, like iOS development, which is obviously a big thing because apps on the iPhone and iPad are a big deal right now and for the foreseeable future. Anyway, that's the end of the learning section. Movies. Now, <laughs> I 
hate watching movies. So I told you this was an abysmal section. I told you. I absolutely hate this. I absolutely hate this section. But I'm making it because I guess it's relevant. And you honestly, you derive, I'm assuming you derive more joy from seeing me in such pain and hearing me in such pain than actually listening to the tips that I give you. It's just kind of like a farce at this point. It's a comedy. It's not really educational in any way. Movies. I fucking hate watching movies. You know why? Because I'd rather be outside talking to my friends. I really don't like spending time by myself in order to rest. Only when I have to. And that's very rarely. Like, maybe 15 minutes every day, tops, where I just take off my watch, clean it, and uh, stare at it for a while. Um, and just study, like, all the crevices and shit. That's just, like, a daily-ish routine that I like to do for 15 minutes by myself. That's the only time I want to be by myself. The rest of the time, put me in a group of people because I'm an extreme expert. So fuck this. Fuck watching movies at home. Fuck the quarantine. But if you want to watch movies at home, here's some tips that I can offer. Um, there's a... Just Google... Okay, I'm not going to explain it. There's just Google Morning Brew Quarantine Survival Guide. And they give you like a bunch of Morning Brew is like a media company that has a business newsletter, which I really enjoy. It's probably like the best business newsletter out there. It's the only one I read. Fuck. So um, they're pretty good. But they also had they also created this guide recently for surviving the quarantine. So it gives you some work from home tips, some like games they recommend, but also movies like lists of TV shows and shit. I don't give a fuck because I don't really like watching them. So I couldn't tell you shit, but um, yeah, they they know it a lot better than I can. So morning brew, as in morning, brew as in brew coffee, quarantine survival guide. And then you just scroll down to the table of contents and there'll be movies. You click that and you go crazy. I have watched um, several movies recently just because in the absence of social interaction, it's like one of the only ways that you can relax, unfortunately. And I hate it because it takes up so much time. I don't enjoy it. And it's... I have sit in my room by myself looking at a screen. That's basically working. I hate it. It's... I was going to use a lot of very creative cuss words, but I don't think it's politically correct. So I'm going to hold back. Otherwise, I have to re-record this entire fucking episode. Um, one of the memorable memorable movies I've watched recently is The King, starring Timothy Chalamet. Uh, the performances are good. Story is good. Cinematography is pretty good. I like it. Uh, it was overall a pretty good movie. So that's all I know about movies. That's the extent of my knowledge, The King. Okay, fuck this section. We're going to move into an even sadder <laughs> section. We're going to move into gaming. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I don't play any games at all. And I, I also hate it because, see, I have to live on a computer for my job. That means that when I'm not working, I don't want to see a damn computer screen. It's that easy. I, that's why I hate, like, I don't get people who just sit around on their weekends, days off, and just stare at the screen. I mean, I guess if you're working a manual labor job, it's you don't want to look at like the physical world anymore because you're just looking at dirt all day shoveling i guess um so you want to escape into like 
fucking Minecraft or some shit like that. I I get it, but for me, and for a lot of people on increasingly digital jobs, I don't see it. I don't see how you could finish like a ten-hour computer work job and then go onto the TV and watch Netflix. It's not physically possible. But gaming, I have no idea. Go to the okay Morning Brew Quarantine Survival Guide. They also have a list of games. Uh, I play Minecraft with my sister sometimes. That's the extent of it, and I really don't want to play right now and probably not for the rest of the week either um, but I probably have to because when I can't work there's nothing else to do uh, it's quite sad that was a sad section I told you anyway this is the fun section this is the risky section I do not advise this I do not condone this I'm just saying it's technically possible I'm not saying I do this and I'm not saying I don't do this. All I'm saying is I have first-hand knowledge of this. We can put it that way. Go outside in the fucking lockdown, in the fucking quarantine. It's quite exciting to me, partly because it is forbidden by law. And you can get jailed and fined in Malaysia. I'm not sure. Depending on where you are, it might be pretty different. I'm pretty sure in... Okay, I'm guessing here. But like in the United States, I don't think it's... It wouldn't be legal, would it? For it for the police to make it illegal to go outside because like freedom of like freedom, isn't that f- to move around. They all they can do is strongly caution you, right? But they can't really put you in jail for going outside because you're just exercising your freedom of movement or some shit. I don't know. I don't care. Um anyway, but it's risky, but go outside. I like to go outside or I don't like to go outside. I just have first experience of this. You could go outside, let's put it that way. You could go outside to take photos of a ghost town. It's pretty interesting to see all the main roads completely empty. Maybe with like an army truck at the end. Just make sure you don't do get too close and they don't see you. Um, use a zoom lens if you want to get like a close-up photo of them to composition. But to see all the streets just empty like that, it's pretty cool. Especially at night, you just blast music and you just go around on empty streets. Um, like I said, you should probably do this by yourself, uh, both because you don't want to infect anyone else, but also because it's easier to run. And if you get caught, then at least you don't fuck someone up with you. Um, usually at night because the world is asleep and they can't stay there all night. They're probably not going to stay there all night. And like I said, it's not illegal unless you get caught. (laughs) This is such a horrible episode. This is probably the vilest episode I've ever made. Um, It's just interesting to see a town empty. Like, when else would that happen? Unless it's like an apocalyptic scenario. Even, even, Even if, like, the biggest event in the world was, like, streaming on TV, there would still be people on the street because life goes on. Unless you say to everyone, hey, fucking don't come outside, then, yeah, the whole world is empty or everyone is dead then the streets are empty so this is one of the rare chances to see the world empty i don't know it could be a muse for you if you're an artist photographer like me uh it could just be fun it could be just something to fucking do other than sit around and watch a tv screen anyway i i was gonna say i hope you enjoyed this episode but i 
am quite certain you did not. <sighs> you just put this on thinking it was going to be another regular episode of Pink. And then you went to do something and your hands are dirty. And you can't touch your phone to shut me up and turn this episode off. So you had to listen to the whole damn thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I made this. And um, I don't know. Hopefully that was <laughs> entertaining in some way. Probably was because I've been told that I'm quite funny when I'm in pain. Which is... Wow. Thanks. But yes. I'll talk to you in the next one. Which will not be about this. Thank you. Peace out. And thank you for your patience.